you're literally like an anon pleb on twitter but then you're like because you had a bunch of good takes a lot of bitcoiners followed you and then all of a sudden it's like your follower count gets too big to like be truly pleb worthy or something and it just it becomes like i don't know that's the dream that's the dream Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? My name is Jeff. I am your host, and I'm joined here today with my stylishly tardy co-host, Doug. Doug, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, man. <laughs> doing great. Thank you for that intro. I really don't appreciate that. Just don't a little stylishly tardy. Don't. Don't tell people our business. They don't want to see the seedy underbelly that is podcasting. People have to know the truth. Okay. (laughs) Dude, can you believe what's going on today? Can you believe it? I can't even, I don't even, I woke up as in, as if in a dream and I have not woken. It's like Christmas morning. We have, for everybody listening, one of the top five bends of Bitcoin Twitter with us today. <laughs> One of the top five. <laughs> ben from BTC Sessions. Dude, how you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm, I'm good, man. And like, I don't know what position in the top five I am, but you know, I'm somewhere up there. At least four, I would say. I, I, I'd put you top four. I, I'd, I'd stretch it. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Screw it. Uh, you're number one in my book, buddy. Uh, just, <laughs> Thanks, just showing up on the show that, that catapults you to the top. We so, like yeah. Ben's here. We're, we're pro Ben. We're, we're pro, pro ben. ben. I'm pretty pro Ben myself, actually. Dude, there's so <laughs> many Ben's here. There's so many Ben's, man. Why? Okay, can I just quickly ask what is? How many Ben's are there? There's quite a few of you guys. There's quite a few. We do have we do have a a Twitter DM group between us uh, entitled the High Council of Bitcoin Bens, <laughs> no. and uh, and there's been there's been uh, some people that have been trying to horn in on that group without the name Ben. There's some guy named Joe. He keeps on trying to <laughs> sneak his way in, seeing if he can like jumps through some hoops and get an exemption. And it's it's just not going to happen, man. Sorry, <laughs> not going to work. Bens only. Rules are rules, you know. Yeah. I understand it's that. It's a good council. If there's going to be a council, it might as well be a Ben council. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> B- Bitcoin Bens, there's some alliteration there. It's, you know, you can't, I you, do you like can't alliteration. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing the better. The copy than really writes itself, honestly. Yeah. yeah 100%. You know? So. Okay. Solid. Solid. Okay. If this is your first time listening to the show, you can find us at whybitcoinpodcast.com. That's where we put all of our stuff. Uh, if you want to reach out, you can. Go to ask why Bitcoin podcast or what is it? Ask why Bitcoin at gmail.com. Uh, what's, yep. your, what's your name, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at bearded hodl. And I'm on Twitter at why Bitcoin J and uh, Ben from BTC sessions. Do you have a Twitter handle? Yeah. Just uh, at BTC sessions. Nice and simple. 
Beautiful. That's a nice one. I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a little bit more cleanup. This is, dude, last week we forgot to say this is not financial advice. This is just three dudes talking. I'm sure a lot of people were wrecked listening well, to us and our financial <laughs> now advice. Now they're going to come after us, man. We might have to scrap that. Bring it up. Dude, I am so surly today. Bring it the hell. Bring it up. I don't care. Bring entire, all of North America. All right. Me and my buddy Jeff and my new friend Ben. We're going to take you all on. Let's go. <laughs> Do it. All of North America. Should we be all saying that this is definitely financial advice and that everything <laughs> said within this podcast, if you do anything outside of what is discussed here, you will certainly meet financial ruin. I think that's the... <laughs> this is concerning is that, to me, man. Oh, man, we've been doing it back. See, this is, why, this is why we should have had a professional on earlier, Jeff. We could have avoided these embarrassing Dude, mistakes. I did the Googling. You got to watch your back with the financial advice. It's dangerous. Bah. bah. Okay. I'm in Canada. I think I'm okay. You'll never get me north of the ice wall. <laughs> Is that it, dude? Oh, I'm in, okay, I'm in Canada. Do I not have to worry about it? Because I'm scared of America coming knocking at our dude, door. Dude, all you got to do is they come after you and you'd be like, just point at Trudeau and be like, okay, we're supposed fault. to follow this guy's financial advice? Come on. Come I mean, on. they can, they can whatever, whatever damage we do, they can just fix it by printing some more money and sending That's out checks, true. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, they're working on it. Just keep yeah. money printer go burr in Canada like a mother. Yeah. <sighs> Stressful. Okay. Dude, Ben, I'm excited to have you on because you're always so positive. And lately I've been negative. So I'm like excited to hear <laughs> you just be like, everything's going to be okay. Um, I want to actually, I want to open this week. We have, I have a quick little heartwarming story. Okay. We, we like to open with a heartwarming story. And Ben, I was talking to you earlier, and you said you also have children. Doug also has a child, a few children. So this is a story about my kid. And it's my podcast, so I can talk about my kid if I want to, right? Okay. So I'm having trouble getting him to eat vegetables. And I told him, dude, my son is three years old. I'm like, dude, you have to eat your vegetables. You'll have big, strong arms like daddy. Look at my big arms. Don't you want to have big arms like this? And he said, no, I want to have small arms. I want to have arms like a T-Rex. And I'm like, I mean, it's pretty clever because T-Rexes have small arms, but also it's a fierce, ferocious dinosaur. So I was pretty concerned about that. And for his wit, as with what any self-respecting parent would do, I opened up his Bitcoin wallet. I just went transfer and I moved all of his sets into my wallet and then he can have, have fun staying T-Rex armed. <laughs> Good luck clawing back these sats with yeah. feeble yeah. arms. <laughs> exactly, dude. I was like, you little. Awesome. I thought that was pretty clever of him though. Uh, yeah. Ben, do, do you have any parent question? Do you have any, are you saving sats for your kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've got two kids. Uh, my daughter is turning four this week. And my son is three months old. Oh, wow. And, uh, and they both got some sats put put aside. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm gradually like right now, my, my daughter is she's kind of at that age where she understands like the the transactional nature of money mm -hmm. but like knowing the reason behind pricing and how something can be expensive or cheap or or how any of that relates is still like a, a work in progress so um you know she's she's getting there uh but i'm you know as as the ever analytic kind of teacher of 
of many things. You know, I, I taught prior to, uh, I was teaching in schools prior to doing the show. Um, I'm always trying to find, okay, what's the next step on that learning journey uh, hmm. to getting her to, to understand Bitcoin. But yeah, they, they do have sats put aside for them for sure. Okay. So you're, you're probably, see, I also have some sats put away for my son and I was very poor growing up, still am poor. And I think when my, my, my kid's three, so when he's 18, the amount of sats I give him will be some astrical, astronomical number I can only imagine. So is that concerning to you that, like, I've been trying to figure this out. Is this concerning that you can just give your kids like so much insane wealth that like nobody has ever even understood before? Or are you obviously going to, are you going to plan on teaching them how to? I, yeah, I mean, so, so here's the thing when it comes to, um, you know, bestowing something upon your family. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the aspect of like, you want them to, to appreciate and, and be smart with said money down the road. Um, and, and there's definitely. Uh, an aspect to that. One, one of the things about Bitcoin um, is that it it kind of eliminates the phenomenon of if you have money, then you're guaranteed more money. Like I know there's there's instances of people getting money and then blowing it all, um, but you know d- depending on where you sit in the pecking order, um, you can continually uh, j- j- effectively like cheat the system by by just owning assets and having them appreciate mm-hmm. um you know whereas with bitcoin you know if if you spend it all if if you convert it to if you purchase things you know just having bitcoin doesn't guarantee you more bitcoin um, that's true i uh, you know it's it's tough um there's i was talking to Knut Svanholm who wrote the book uh bitcoin sovereignty through mathematics and he was talking about the concept of creating a a a time lock which is is kind of like uh, the having mechanism in bitcoin where where instead of um you know the 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 mining reward being cut in half every four years uh you having like a nest egg for your family and it releasing some sats every every year or every four years or whatever your your decision is um Mm. but a a continually halved amount um or whatever the percentage that you like so that it it's almost like a slow drip and it's and it's locked in a contract like that now this uh, to my knowledge i don't know if anything like that exists yet but that would be kind of a cool concept where it's like you you've basically set up um a a fund that could go generations into the future where you basically you do the legwork and just have like just enough that should help your family should anything come along and 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 you know have them be comfortable but also prevent one generation or like a you know your kid from screwing it mm-hmm. over for their kids right that, so that they unreal. can yeah so, so I, I love that concept of of somebody prescient enough to understand that the temptation may to be too great to spend this early to set uh hard-coded time locks so that the family members can't screw each other over 
Oh my God. That Bitcoin just blows your mind every day. I never even thought of that idea, but it's so smart. Cause yeah, my kid turns 18. Okay. Here's a bunch of sats. I don't know. I hope you're smart enough. No, just lock it up. This is genius. I hope, I yeah. hope it comes out. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 solid because I mean, then you know, you could get you know those life milestones they get unlocked and everything, but it's there. They have access to it, but they don't have access to all of it immediately. And then the, they can, you know, if they if they spend a bunch too quickly, and then they got to wait five years for the next unlock, then they get to spend four of those years being like, "Wow, did I ever mess that up?" I better actually be careful with my money next time around and, and figure out and budget and understand the responsibility I have. Like, you know, can you imagine getting a, a nest egg uh, it, on like a five-year unlock and then, and then blowing it all in a single year and then having lived at a certain <laughs> lived uh, at, at a certain standard of living for one year where you're just like, you know, swimming in it. And then all of a sudden, four years of just well i i have nothing <laughs> that would that'd be a good lesson i think yeah absolutely and it's clever too because i mean in the past i'm sure there's been people that have gotten huge nest eggs spent it all and then lost everything and then that just affects your mental state so much that you could go into a very depressive episode if you just lost all your family's money whereas this it's like well you just wait four years, you get it, you get another chance. It's like, this is insane. Doug, what do you think about this idea? Well, I mean, you look at, uh, look at like the percentage of people who win the lottery and they go on sprees, you know, they'll win a million dollars, $2 million and they'll be gone within six months, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, I, um, I, I don't have anything set aside for my kids, but, uh, I do have, uh, my boy is actually starting to make money now. He's 13. And today, as a matter of fact, because he's, he's been working with me in the shop and he's earned money. And um, so he's got a little nest egg going there. And I'm like, uh, so how much do you got? We have to get you a wallet. And he was like, I, I have a wallet. Look, it's here. And I'm like, no, what do you put real money into? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, okay, a hardware wallet. I'm like, yeah, we'll start looking for that. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'm, I mean, I'll have some. And, you know, as long as I'm alive, I'll obviously help my kids. But uh, I don't know. I've never really had the mentality of, like, trying to set my kids up with anything mm -hmm. other than, like, a good work ethic and knowledge that I can give them. So, I don't know. I think all of our kids are probably way ahead of the curve just in the sense that we're all teaching our children about money, whereas yeah. my generation didn't teach, didn't know. Mm -hmm. about money so um the fact that i'm teaching them things like what is real money what is hard money versus fiat and all that so i think that gives them a leg up in and of itself so yeah this you know. I, I feel like this generation is going to be one of the first generations in well i don't know how long forever ever, yeah and and like ever to be hyper aware of what's going on with the money and how it functions because yeah. like this is this is the first time where I've seen people like regular normie friends start to be like, man, they're printing a lot of money. Like they, they are starting to see that. And while they may not fully understand the implications and like the second and third order effects of that, and they're, they're going to see it pretty quickly. 
Um, and so you, you'll, and you've got a whole group of people that is establishing a different way of doing things that has, uh, just a plethora of content, educating people about money. Um, and, and th there's years now of that type of content that people can go back to. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to, um, as, as you were saying, talking about um, getting your kids to have a good work ethic. Uh, yeah, I have sats saved for my kids. They won't know that it's saved for them. Mm -hmm. But um, right. But beyond that, I like the idea of, of uh, an, an allowance for doing whatever I decide is, is like a, you know, chores and stuff like that. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and I like the idea of at least initially kind of like a, a, a forced savings of at least a portion of that allowance just so they can see, you know, the appreciation of said of said sats so that you can be like, well, half of your sats got put in savings and half of them went to you. And did you spend them all? And if so, let's take a look at what you know how much money you would have had if you saved those or or whatever yeah, yeah and what right. you bought with it was it worth it or not it makes yeah, it exactly. so much easier yeah, yeah no i like the idea of the of uh paying for chores to a certain extent mm -hmm. um we have house chores that are just because you live here and you're part of a family unit kind yes. of a thing yeah, yeah and then anything over and above that i i do want to teach my children that their time is worth something i don't want them to uh I don't want, you know, it's like a, it's like a pendulum, right? Like it, it's, you want it to be kind of in the center. You don't want them to think their time is worth nothing. They should give everything away, but you also don't want them to think that they should just get money for free, you know? So it's like yeah. this being a parent is like hard and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I'm know, noticing that, man. It's, it's not, it sure uh, is. there was no yeah. warnings. Everybody said it's so easy. Well, that's because at the beginning it is right <laughs> when you got that little ball of mush and they're adorable and they smell great and yeah. absolutely. Then they turn into teenagers and yeah. it's all over, man. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't I haven't hit that yet, and uh, I'm, oh. I'm I I don't know. I like I I find the because again I I taught kids. I I did like in school residencies for for years, and so that kind of grade school level is like my bread and butter. That's, that's where sure. I'm like, I'm so comfortable. But then I, anytime I went to like a junior high or a high school, I was like, Oh Jesus. Oh, like, <laughs> this is gonna be Why is nobody listening to me? <laughs> well, and part of the problem with that is that it's somebody else's kids, right? Like, yeah, you don't, yeah. you know, other people's so. kids are the worst. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, pretty I agree much, with that. So. I agree with that a lot. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay, so you were a teacher. Do, do you think that helped, and you're not a teacher anymore, do you think being a teacher, I'm kind of going off script here, do you think being a teacher helped you make YouTube videos that were so educational? Like, when I watch your videos... Should we explain to the audience, like, because again, our, our target audience is pretty new to the space. That's Maybe right. We should actually... We haven't really, we just started talking to him. Like, we haven't really explained why he's relevant to okay. the, no offense, but like, I'm, I'm why are that. you relevant? Defend yourself, sir. <laughs> yeah, okay, Ben, if you could just give, uh, yeah, we, we like talking to pre-coiners here. So if you could just let everybody know who you are and what you do, I guess that would yeah. be a good idea. Yeah, so I kind of started dabbling in the Bitcoin space in 2014. 
Um, I kind of know like a lot of people, they'll have those touch points where they see it a few, uh, a good handful of times before actually diving in. For me, those touch points came in 2013, um, mm-hmm. which was one of the quote unquote bubbles where the price was going up insane over the course of a year. So, you know, there was uh, regular articles every few months when it would hit some new milestone and everybody was amazed. So I saw a few of those articles and uh, up near the peak in December of November or December of 2013, when it was over a thousand bucks for the first time, um, you know, you saw the news stories and everything. And, and by that point, I, I had felt like I'd missed the boat every single time, but after a certain number of points, I was like, okay, well, I got to do some reading and see if this is just a massive Ponzi scheme or if there's something here. So I spent a few months reading and then after I kind of got comfortable with the concept and, and realized at least somewhat what it was trying to do and, you know, some of the things that were not threats and some of the things that were, I at least had a cursory knowledge of, of, um, you know, how in general things worked and what to look out for as, as to things that would be a red flag, like, oh crap, this is not going to work out. And so, um, I ended up dabbling for the very first time in early spring of 2014, uh, at, uh, the same week that I bought shortly thereafter, uh, the largest Bitcoin exchange on the planet known as Mount Gox, oh uh, basically folded. <laughs> so no wait, that got, was right when you started. What a yeah, story. That's insane, that was dude. right when I started, I, and I had been talking to people about it for a little bit. Um, a few of my friends and I bought some and then Mt. Gox collapsed and my friend shot me a message with that headline and his caption was, I hope you didn't buy any of this shit. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. And where, okay. Where did you have, is that where you bought them on Mt. Gox? No, no. Oh, I no way. Them. Okay. Yeah. So I was buying them on, on like some Canadian exchanges, whatever was available at the time. So I, you know, I had them in my own wallet and luckily I'd done enough reading at that point. I, I understood that, well, these, these headlines aren't accurate. Bitcoin wasn't hacked. It still is working as promised. Um, it was just a poorly run business that didn't manage other people's money very well. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll just until what I've just said becomes untrue, I'll just kind of keep gradually learning and, and accumulating a little bit more and seeing what happens. And so I spent a couple of years trying to read and learn as much as possible. And there just wasn't a lot of great content, especially in terms of like learning how to use things and use wallets and secure your coins and everything. So I would just kind of bungle my way through it until I figured it out. And after a couple of years of doing that, I was like, well, I, I guess I'm comfortable enough now that I could probably make some how to's because previously, as I said, I, I had was a teacher. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't a teacher per se. I was an in, I taught in school residencies that were dance residencies. So I was teaching little kids how to break dance. So, okay. That's basically, that's the most important type of learning. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But basically I spent a decade trying to break down complex dance moves for school age children. And so as long as you kind of know how to teach a concept, and you know how to break it down in, into bite-sized pieces, as long as you understood the underlying uh, like source material, 
then you could probably get through it. And so that's kind of where I started. So I started a show called the BTC Sessions in 2016. And I just passed the five-year mark for that. So it's all um, step-by-step tutorials on how to use wallets, how to use hardware, how to set up multi-sig or Bitcoin nodes or all kinds of different stuff. Um, And then, you know, interviews and panel shows and stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, I've been doing it for five years now. And... I think it just it it just passed like four and a half million views or something yeah, crazy congratulations, like that. Man. That's Dude, awesome. congrats on that. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's 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 been a wild ride, but yeah, I I love it. I do now. I'm doing like three shows a week, uh, usually a tutorial and a news show and uh, a panel show. And the panel is called uh, "Why Are We Bullish?" Where a bunch of that's I was gonna just say yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably my 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 favorite of your efforts there because I I really do. <laughs> your <laughs> was it last week where you had I, I forget the dude name. that passed he, out. He passed out. <laughs> uh, that was great. Like that was some quality entertainment right there. Not gonna lie, uh, poor Tim because he kept repeating himself and then he kept. Uh, what, what was his name? I I, I, I want to give him his credit. name was his name was Timothy Kim. Uh, and, okay, and yeah, he, he was great. Jeff, did you watch it? I missed this one. Oh man, you got he's he kept saying stuff like, Am I even making sense? Like it's just was he drunk? Is that what was going on? Yeah, oh yeah, was, yeah. Oh, okay. he, oh yeah. yeah. We were we were we all having it. drinks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was yeah. I think I've I've somebody the other day said, I think you win the prize for the most inebriated guests. Uh <laughs> I think that <laughs> might be like true. That. Yeah. That's yeah, funny. well, I mean, you know, uh who was it? Odell was pretty oh, lit yeah. and you guys had Michael Saylor that was on. A good show. Oh yeah, uh, he was but it was great because he didn't really go off the rails until after sailor left so it was yeah. like he was trying to hold it together it's when and Bitcoin then just... Tina came in and he started screaming at him for being a bear <laughs> for saying it was only going to be 200k this year <laughs> why are you such a fucking bear oh god yeah i i love that shit and it was also yeah. the journey the journey of that episode of like well-rounded conversation to drunken frat yep. party yeah. within like a three-hour yep. span it was it was yep. a thing of beauty because this is exactly how every bitcoin get together ends up if it's a bunch of bitcoiners getting together for some beers you start with like deep conversation of like the impl- the social implications of a global sound money and by the end you're like bro bro what's your what's your price target 500k <laughs> fuck you man you're fucking bear <laughs> nobody cares about the price until everybody cares about the price yeah it's oh it's, man yeah, yeah no, it's, it's really it's, genuinely honestly dude it is kind of like I, I have found myself and I'm not I'm not kissing ass here at all because I'll I'll tell you to fuck yourself too. So I don't care. But, <laughs> uh, like genuinely, like that five o'clock hour rolls around on Friday, like it's time, you know, like crack a beer, sit down, yeah. enjoy the ride, because some shit might happen. You never you, know. You know what you know? it like, is too. That's that's what I love about it, is it's so many of the people I think that jump in on that are the people where they're like, I just don't I don't have a ton of like Bitcoin or friends that I can just chill with on a Friday and have a beer with. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get that. It's like people are like, oh, cool. I get to like hang out and have my Bitcoin beers with people. And like there's, you know, people are in the live chat, like laughing about what's going on. Like, you know, Timmy there, he's carrying the show, like all that kind of stuff. And people just get to hang out. Like you, you don't typically get that Bitcoin or hangout that you so desperately 
crave like all of us you know yeah. the first time you ever meet a bitcoiner in person you're like holy shit you're real oh Luke, that hasn't happened to me yet man i'm still waiting i'm still waiting <laughs> no what are you talking about dude we've had some some pretty, pretty in real cool life folk. he like, said that's... not in real life oh in IRL. real life yeah no in dude. real life that's true yeah everybody lives on the internet in my life so yeah, yeah. well you're in canada so you guys basically all just like what live in the woods and drink maple syrup me and, and ben yeah, are basically so. neighbors then i just gotta <laughs> yeah pretty much like d- d- there's there's a mandatory two kilometer distance between people in our country that's so, right you know. the way it should be yeah, thank you very much two kilometers close and six feet away yeah that's yeah, right exactly <laughs> at all times yeah okay dude yeah uh no but it's a great show you guys should definitely check it out uh for me u.s time uh it's 5 p.m uh on youtube so definitely need to check it out guys and yeah your uh your milestone of hitting 4.5 million views i when i found your channel i was literally sitting there in shock like why does this video only have I think it had like maybe 30,000 views or whatever it is. There's no, and I mean that in the most like genuine nicest way. Cause there's no reason that your, your videos are not going to get millions and millions of views. And what I thought at the time was like tomorrow, because obviously Bitcoin's <laughs> about to explode, but yeah, there, your, your videos are very uh, well put together and there's no reason not every single person on the planet is going to watch them. And they are right. Like you're getting, well, they will, but we're so we're so early. We're that's so, the so that's early. the problem right there. Uh, I I appreciate the kind words, and I I you know I I do try to put out stuff that is either really enjoyable or or like super useful for people in terms of like the the tutorials and stuff. But also, I do understand why there's not that kind of viewership, and I'm I'm super thankful that I get any viewership, and this is literally my job now, which is insane to me. But um. I understand why I'm not getting, you know, millions of views because I made a conscious decision to not pump shit coins, right? I made a conscious decision to not yeah, be like, dude. this is where, you know, you're, you're going to trade this and you're going to get this and you're going to make a million bucks in like a month. Like I, I, I can't, I can't do that. Like I just, it's yeah, like a moral, no. And, and it's just morally like. I know it's all trash. Like I've gone, I've so, gone through those cycles. Let me ask you this question then, because we had uh, Brecky on the show BVBTC, nice. and he called you out in saying we talk about the shitcoin phase. As, a, as you know, most people go through a shitcoin phase, and he specifically said, "Yeah, Ben from the BTC sessions, I think he skipped a bit the the shitcoin phase." And I also like to believe that I basically skipped it. I think I owned shitcoins for like three days. And then I was like, this is stupid. I don't need this shit. So how did you, if, if you were in 2014, you said, how did you manage to notice that all of that shit was shit so early when like, wasn't, wasn't that before even the forks happened? How did you notice? Uh, so I wouldn't say that I, I fully skipped it, but I very much minimized exposure to it. So you know, I, like many people at the time, had a moderate bag of shit coins that I kind of dabbled in. But the, the, the thing was, I'd say early on, I started to understand kind of the, the unique aspects of Bitcoin. Um, and I, I attribute a lot of that to listening to, at the time, um, it was the World Crypto Network, which... Uh, there's a guy named Vortex and he was very, he was very on point about why Bitcoin was different. And so I I took a lot of cues from him and started understanding 
you know, what, what was happening and, and, and some of the finer points of, well, I mean, not having a leader is, is a plus and, and not regularly changing the underlying promises of the network is a plus. It's not, it's not, (laughs) it's not a bug, it's a feature. And, and so it was a gradual process. And even up to like early 2017, I might've had like some small amount of shit coins in, in a wallet, but I don't think I ever surpassed more than like five to 10% of everything I had sitting in shit coins. And what would inevitably happen every time was I'd get something like literally from the position of, oh, I'll make more Bitcoin. And then I would have just no conviction in what I was holding because I knew that it wasn't as good and it, you know, that I, I knew that it, it could change at any moment. And then I would just like be terrible with timing. And, you know, unlike Bitcoin, I was comfortable holding it through the downswings and I wasn't comfortable holding anything else through the downswings because I was never convinced that a specific thing would ever come back. And so Doge by- is going to come back. Yeah. Doge will come back. I'm, I'm yeah. sure of it. I feel it yeah. in my bones. And and then one of the better things that I did was um, was to really sit down and think, okay, why am I here specifically? You know, what what are the attributes that I want from like a a global value network um, that I believe should be immutable and censorship resistant and sound money, all those kinds of things? What the are the attributes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what. But what do I think is required to make that possible? And so I made myself a little list of six or seven points. And and then from that point forward, I could just say, okay, well, you know, I, I can quickly go down this list with any coin and and take a peek and go, okay, you know, does it have this or is it, you know, is 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 it absent a leader, all that kind of stuff. And inevitably, I would look at every single coin and the boxes weren't getting checked. Some of them might, but not all of them, never all of them, except for with Bitcoin. And so I was, it was much easier to be like, well, I'll just hold on to Bitcoin. And then also having kind of lived through the 2017 bull market and then into the bear market and kind of having been around prior to that by a few years, I was able to then say, what would have happened if I had, quote unquote, fully diversified my portfolio back in mid 2017, when that was the narrative of, oh, buy all of these different coins, because you never know what's going to pan out. And so I kind of did the calculations. I did them in 2019. And I did them in 2020. Uh, and then I, I'm going to have to do them again this year. But then more importantly, I want to do them again next year. Oh, the long and the short of it is you lost half your Bitcoin. So even if you were up in dollars, which, you know, in 2019 wasn't the case in 2020 uh or actually sorry both times you were up in dollars but in 2019 the only reason you were up in dollars was because of bitcoin in 2020 you were up in dollars on a couple of the coins but um you still had lost bitcoin on those coins so i was able to look and be like this is just a terrible way of doing things and it's so much easier to just relax and stack sats and just let shit happen. And not only that, but I, I worked with people 
um, you know, I started working in, in different Bitcoin related jobs and I knew people that there's even a guy I worked with, we had about the same net worth at, at the peak in 2017. Cause we're both like, holy shit, look how much this has gone up. And so we're mm -hmm. kind of comparing and I'm looking and I've got like all Bitcoin and he's got like some Bitcoin and a basket of shit coins. And <laughs> when we went through the, the bear market, I was, you know, obviously down, but he got decimated he, and a lot of the stuff he had never came back. And so I'm looking going, sure. Uh, you know, I, I got roasted from the peak, but obviously that's not the majority of where I was buying. I was kind of dollar cost averaging through that. Whereas he, not only did he get screwed on, on everything he was holding, but like assuming he reported it, which who knows, um, you know, he was trading around at the peak of that market. And so all of that was realized gains with ta taxable events, um, with the remaining capital after the fact, uh, not even being worth what he would have owed. So yeah, it's, it's, wow, it's dude. a dangerous game and that's kind of where I'm at now. Okay. That was the yeah, best. I would, I would even, yeah, oh, I just a... want to say that's the best explanation of how toxic Bitcoin maxis being called closed minded is the stupidest thing ever. Like, <laughs> I, th I think most of us do the same thing. It's like, let me look at this coin. Let me look at this coin. Let me. OK, no, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. It's not just close your eyes and run into Bitcoin. It's yeah, I feel like most of us are that analytical person saying, oh, everything else is shit because of all of these reasons so I, I appreciate what you just said that was so well said dude yeah it's interesting that you actually sat down and did all the math because i i mean i i didn't and i'm sure a lot of people have it like sitting down and, and looking at all of that like that uh that takes some good analytics so there there's a, a video that i made called um should you buy altcoins and it's literally that exact calculation um on what happened uh, if you were holding all those coins and it was done in, uh, 2020. Okay. But, but the calculation was based on, um, uh, from Brian Kelly on CNBC, his quote unquote, well diversified crypto portfolio. And if you had basically mm -hmm. taken 10 grand and split it up exactly as he said on that program, what would have happened? And so I basically plunked in all the numbers, whatever the prices of the coins were, and also the opportunity costs, meaning like how much Bitcoin could you have bought if you just bought Bitcoin? And so I worked it all out in terms of dollars and in terms of Bitcoin and went through. And I feel that that video is particularly important right now because assuming that Bitcoin, like this is kind of like our cool off in the midst of a, a, a bull run. Um, this is exactly the point at which that well-diversified portfolio was pitched to people last run. It was summer of oh, 2017. No. Right at and a so, weird downfall like this? Everybody's starting to diversify? That's Yeah. Awesome. And so, and so the, but all those people that bought for about six months felt like they were fucking rich. They were not though. And, and so now would kind of be the time where or you know maybe into the fall where that would be very very relevant in terms of how is this going to pan out for everybody um and so and and funny enough in the past i can't remember it was like past couple months ral ral pal 
uh, Paul or whatever. Good friend of the principles don't mean anything. Yeah. And he, and he dropped his own quote unquote, well-diversified crypto portfolio recently. So guess that's going to be the the topic of my video next year and the year after. But the funny thing about it is the, the one in 2017 had a 30% allocation to Bitcoin. And that was the only thing that saved you was having that much of your portfolio in it. That was the only thing that, that made you be up in dollars. Um, while Rouse is, is 15% Bitcoin. So, so I can only imagine that one's going to perform worse than, than BK's I can't. I can't see anything Rao Pal posts because he has me blocked, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> he surprisingly didn't block me. So he went on. He he posted something about why he's not putting on laser eyes or something like that, and uh, and I replied to him, and I, <laughs> I said I said something like, "Have fun staying poor, you normal eyed loser," and he <laughs> nice. liked it. <laughs> he That's liked good. it. Well, maybe did he know who you were? Maybe I was just a little shithead. But no, you, I don't think so. He no way. Okay. But I thought it was funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. Some of your tweets are top tier. Uh, sometimes on the show we'll have top tweets of the week, and you've hit. Uh, you you were the first one to get the gold rated tweet. There's some about <laughs> some you said about shitcoin, Bob. Like, uh, oh, it was the OnlyFans thing. You're like, is it oh, just yeah, Bob right. fucking himself? I was literally <laughs> on the floor laughing when I saw that. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> It was just such a quick response. I was surprised nobody jumped on it before me, but I was like, well, you I'll take it. it. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Um, well, wait, I have a question then. Okay. Considering all of, all of what you've just said, I, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. You, you basically described the, uh, the value of Bitcoin in, a, in an economic comparison sort of way. And I am more of the opinion, honestly, and I'm just curious as your thoughts on this. You don't have to agree, but you'll be wrong. Um, <laughs> that uh, Bitcoin is actually a moral imperative when compared to uh, to shit coins, in the sense that the only way you make money with shit coins is if someone else loses their money. And <clears throat> that was really my awakening. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Jeff made fun of me a lot for several months for. <laughs> Still being a shitcoiner shit and finally for so long it was oh shut awful. up dude we've only been doing this since December <laughs> give me a break it was so long <laughs> but what really opened my eyes was two things number one the realization that all of these things that people were pitching for shitcoins were these the, these problems quote unquote that they solve with smart contracts and blah 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 I realized none of those things applied to me as an individual you know I could give two shits about a contract or what like. If I if I'm gonna do a contract with somebody, let's say like a traditional, then there will it'll be a traditional contract, and you'll pay me in accordance with you know that sort of thing. Um, so these smart contracts they don't really apply to me. They apply to banks and to large corporations and that sort of thing. And then the second realization I had was they're pitching those things to pump their their shitcoin, but at the end of the day, what really ends up happening is. Number goes up when a bunch of people buy in and then the big whales sell off and they make a lot of money doing that. And that's, you know, that to me is an immoral thing to do when you take advantage of the uneducated um, or the ignorant or however you want to phrase it. uh, I feel that that's an immoral thing to do. So what what is your take on that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's two two ways of looking at this. You're right that um, uh, most of the, the, um, we'll say drive behind a lot of these things are, Hey, w- we, we do function X 
And in order to do this function, you need to buy this token, which in and of itself is total fucking bullshit. Um, most of these things do not need a, a native token to, to be executed. Um, and if they temporarily do, it's just a, a low, sorry, rather it's a, a high time preference um, of the creator for just not wanting to do it on top of Bitcoin, which at this point you, you can really do whatever the fuck you want on top of Bitcoin. You can, if you really want, you can just create a side chain, um, you know, akin to like the liquid network or something and, and create whatever function you need and literally just have it, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, as, as trust minimized as possible, but you can, you can execute that on a side chain of Bitcoin without needing a native token. So I, I'm very skeptical of ever needing a, a separate token, um, for to specifically do uh something technical like create a contract um in terms of the the moral case for that of course in that instance it's yeah you're you're banking on a bunch of people who aren't going to who definitely aren't utilizing that shit they're just they they see oh somebody must be you know planning on using it for this so i'm buying it assuming that people are going to want to use it for this and then need it. And then they'll need to buy it from me because I'm not using it for that. Um, and you see the opposite of this being done on Bitcoin, right? You see what Jack Mallers is doing. He's utilizing the Bitcoin network as, as a payment rail. Um, and basically saying, you guys don't need to hold Bitcoin. You don't need to buy Bitcoin, um, but you can utilize the, the, the Bitcoin payment rail to, uh, effectively transfer dollars and 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 he's done that in the opposite ethos of all these shit coins like buy instead of buy my shit coins so you can do thing x it's it's oh you don't need to buy anything to do this it's just going to work better because bitcoin is in the background and um, for the record i got to play with that today finally because i i actually i was watching one of your things and i got a moon wallet nice and i had so i had been playing with strike last week a little bit i put 20 bucks in and then i wanted to like play with the moon wallet so i sent cash usd from strike directly to my moon wallet it transferred it and i used the lightning network and it transferred it over seamlessly perfectly it's like amazing. it's it's honestly one of the coolest pieces of tech and i'm not really technical savvy you know but like as an old timer, because I'm definitely older than both of you by a large margin, I think um, it was one of those things where you're like, holy shit, this is game, like genuinely game changing. Like I was really, really stoked about it. So more people yeah. need to know about that because it's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. So Ben, I'm in Canada, so you got to get a hold of Jack and let him know to uh, hook me up too, man. Because <laughs> I know you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 the the sad thing about it is that they shot me a special link to get this version of it but because it's not through the app store i can't like update um to to see like any new stuff that comes out so like they added like the bitcoin tab where you can now like hold bitcoin in the thing so i've still just got access to the the basic uh, mechanism but it's still poor like, you I, so i know right? <laughs> but you could but, but the thing is you don't even really need that yeah, right no, because no. you can put usd in your in your strike and you can transfer it over to a wallet and it gets paid out in Bitcoin. Yeah. Like 
the, the it's tip, it's a the, workaround that you, like I don't know. It's cool that he's going to do that, but it's not even really necessary to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's awesome. I I love it. Um, I did want to tag on one other thing to the moral imperative part. So mm -hmm. so the one part of it where you're saying you know the the all the shit coins are predicated on on people losing effectively losing money or, or being taken, but it, a little bit, and this goes back to an old article, I believe written by uh, Gladstein uh, or Bitstein rather, uh, not, not Alex Gladstein, uh, but Bitstein. Um, uh, everyone is scammer. Um, and, and in essence, is that not what we're kind of doing in, if we believe that Bitcoin is like the soundest money and the most pristine uh, reserve asset the world has ever seen by by giving our dollars to people in exchange for Bitcoin, we're kind of scamming them because we know that dollars are a shit asset and we're <laughs> we're giving yeah, it, we're dude. dumping our dollars on somebody else to get Bitcoin. Um, the The exception to that would then be earning Bitcoin, right? Where you say, I specifically want to be paid in Bitcoin. I'm going to execute a service for you. And the person knows that they are giving you Bitcoin for that service because you're not, you're exchanging your time for Bitcoin instead of exchanging an asset that you know to be inferior for Bitcoin. That said, if I have dollars, I'm going to dump that shit right away to get some Bitcoin. Yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah, that, I, that's I, I would look question at. Too. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, I just, I wonder that too. Like, what happens when all these exchanges and miners just say, oh, we don't want dollars anymore. Cause that's what I always said. It's like, you're really going to take this shit for me, the Canadian dollars. Here you go. Give me my Bitcoin. Thanks. Of, yeah. It's going to get to it's a point. Happen. I don't know when it's that flipping point is, but yeah, it's definitely going to happen. I don't know why the that's, miners don't see it. That's, that's when we go from, from uh sat cent parity from, from one sat equals one cent to one sat equals two cents really quick. Yeah. You know, right. it's gonna be right. That's where the price of Bitcoin goes from a million dollars to two million dollars in the blink of an eye because nobody wants the dollars. Yeah. Um, and at that point it's a broken metric to even measure. It's like why you're it's why scary would you measure dollars? Then one Bitcoin will really equal one Bitcoin. Yeah. And yeah. Else can yeah. So much easier that way to think of it. It's that the way. the memes are self self fulfilling, right? Like one Bitcoin is point, one yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. Absolutely. And the only thing I would say about Bitstein's point is that I don't think it's immoral to, uh, if you're drowning and there's a lifeboat, pulling yourself into the lifeboat isn't, and I don't think that's an immorality. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really harming anyone per se by pulling myself into a lifeboat. If I convince other people to jump into the water with me and then I push them down and I step on them to get yeah. into the lifeboat, that's a different scenario. That would be my argument. So I really have no, I, I have, I have become, thanks to thanks to people like you and Jeff and, and countless others, I have become an absolutely toxic piece of shit when it comes to this. I have, <laughs> there's no quarter, no quarter for shit coin. I have lost friends over this. And like Jack Mallers, I will, I'm going to die on this hill because this is the only hill that I could possibly live on at this point. You know what I mean? Even if it's just of old age, I'm dying on this hill. Yeah. So I, th I think the analogy that you're giving is it would be more akin to, um, you're you're standing on the deck of the titanic as the ship breaks in half and you trade somebody a glass of water for their ticket on the lifeboat yeah. <laughs> that's it. i could yeah that's a yeah, good I analogy i love a good i love a good bitcoin analogy that's a great one yeah awesome yeah so 
Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. One more thing about but, shit coins is just. Oh, did you have some something else? Uh, I was, I was going to say, but you know, I'm I'm not saying that to be negative towards you. At the same time, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely give me give me the yeah, life no episode. i will see see the thing of it is uh is that you you're walking the walk you know what i mean or you're walking the talk i guess it's like you're not you're not telling me these things and 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 then not living the life so i i respect pretty much anything you have to say on the topic because you're actually a step ahead of where i'd like to be which i kind of want to touch on i don't know if jeff you have something before this but uh, yeah, I was, I was going to get to the same question. You can go ahead. Okay. All right. So I'd, I'd really like to, you've said it multiple times. In fact, you tweeted it out today that uh, you live totally Bitcoin. You get paid in it. You do business in it. You, you pay your bills, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, can you just tell me how you do it? How? Like, just how? Yeah. Just, how just tell me gonna... how, how, so I can do this. I want to know, you know how, and then also, what are the struggles you've had? Because there is certainly you got to jump through a lot of hoops. So has, have well, things gotten easier? Okay. So first of all, let's clarify. I, I still have a bank account, but I get paid in Bitcoin. So, so my, my revenue is in Bitcoin. So what does my, what does my month look like? Well, typically I get paid, um, at the beginning of the month. And so again, I'm, I'm kind of in a unique position because um, I am, uh, you know, I have show sponsors and stuff like that where I, I can say like, you pay me in Bitcoin. That's how this works. And so um, beginning of the month, I, I get Bitcoin landing in my wallet. I know what my bills are every month. And, you know, I don't want too much of a headache in terms of, figuring out capital gains and everything that's it's a pain in the ass it's it's still just going to be it's it's just going to suck right it's going to be terrible but at the same time um I, I i get paid at the beginning of the month i know what my bills are um in canada there's a service called bull bitcoin where you can effectively pay any bill directly with bitcoin bills um, bills bitcoin on yeah, the like, bull bitcoin website yeah yeah. yeah. So bills is B Y L L S. But if you just go to bullbitcoin.com, then you'll find it. There's another one um, based in Alberta called uh, Bitcoin Well, and you can also pay bills on their website. Same thing via Bitcoin. And, and so I get that out of the way right away. Um, and then there's, there's some stuff that it just has to come out of a, a bank account, right? Like you got uh, stuff like a car payments and where it can't come off a credit card. So, um, I know what all those expenses are. So right away I pay the bills that I need to pay. And then I, I, you, you effectively like pay a bank, pay to a bank account via Bitcoin. And so they do all the, the legwork on the back end of that. So, um, I, I log in and I'm like, okay, uh, I need this amount of dollars going to my bills. Um, that will be pulled from this account. And I just send that over. And so what that does is it prevents the volatility of having to figure out what the fuck happened between when I got the Bitcoin and when I spent it on my bills. It's all just like, it's a, basically a stat, static amount because as soon as it arrives, the bills are paid. So there's no movement there. Um, then there may be stuff in between, right? Like there's going to be expenses later in the month, there's going to be stuff that maybe I didn't account for. Um, you know, I, I might be grabbing gift cards, uh, to, you know, for things like gas groceries and stuff like that. Um, th there's a, a multiple, 
multitude of different ways that you can deal with that. But I'd say bull Bitcoin and then gift cards are, are a big portion of, of getting through that. I am very much looking forward to um, other like Bitcoin related debit card options, stuff like that. Um, or to be honest, what I, what I really want is I want something like the fold card to come up here. So it's like a dollar denominated card where I'd be earning stats back, but then I can pay that card with Bitcoin at the end of the month, um, which would be fantastic. So is that what so shake pays? Is that what shake pays trying to do though? Or is it, I think, is it different? I think so. I think that's what I'm, I'm not positive. Like I've signed up for that card, but I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, either way, like in both instances, I'd use it. Uh, but what I'd really like is a, a dollar card that I can just easily use and earn sats back and then pay that later in Bitcoin. Um, but I don't, I don't know how that'll pan out. Um, but yeah, effectively my, my income comes in in Bitcoin. I cover my bills at the beginning of the month. And then later, if I need to pay another bill or if I need to, um, if I need to get gift cards further on later down the month, then I got to account for any fluctuations that have happened in there. Um, so that's, that's more or less how I deal with it. There's other services, uh, some of it's escaping. I did make a whole video on how I, how I do this and like, why do I feel like every question we're going to ask is going to have that phrase in it? I yeah. did make a video on this. Actually. <laughs> I did. I did. But yeah, I did make a video called I live on Bitcoin. I will check that one out. Okay. Then I have a, I have a question for you, what I've been trying to figure out how to live with Bitcoin. And if this is too, uh, something you want, you don't want to say, you don't have to, but so you're getting sponsored by X company and you're getting, they're going to pay you in Bitcoin. Do you say I want, a hundred thousand sats or do you say i want 50? this is literally my next question yeah, I do i want fifty dollars and then whatever it is in bitcoin just send it in bitcoin or do you just say so, i want a set amount of sats well so so the the companies themselves typically operate in dollars so um i usually say a, a, a dollar equivalent of of bitcoin at you know at the the first of every month um and so some of them I would give a dollar equivalent invoice to, and then they would, uh, you know, at the time of paying that invoice, um, you know, whatever that works out to. And some of them, when I make the invoice, they say, okay, you, you do the conversion and you send over the invoice for a specific amount of Bitcoin. Um, so it, it kind of depends on, on who I'm working with, but, uh, yeah. So they're still operating, they're still operating essentially in, in, Canadian dollars or whatever, and you're yeah, they, you're having to kind of do the math for them. Yeah, they they've got to they've got to be in, you know, they 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 have a set, right. and and when they're budgeting, right? When they're like, hey, okay, we we're we agree to come on as a sponsor, um, then they want to know what their dollar costs are month to month because it's kind of for the like the marketing person, it's kind of hard to go to the CEO or or whoever and and be like, all right, so our costs per month are this amount of Bitcoin. They're going to be like. Well, what the fuck happens if Bitcoin goes to a million dollars? Right, probably lose a sponsor at that yeah, point. That's but, you the know. struggle. Yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to is, figure out. It is a problem. Post Bitcoin sized world is how, how like people you're always going to have to compare it to the dollars to like. No, no, because I think like if that you is go changing, out, dude. Yeah, I, I think if you if you look down the road by a couple of decades or something, yeah, so much capital would flow into Bitcoin that the volatility would be 
much reduced. And and let's say that sure it might be volatile a little bit here and there, but I, in general, I think we'll get to a point eventually when it's widely used as a as a unit of account, where it's just like a mild, a few percent deflation every year. You know what you should do. If I could tell you how to run your business, which is very lucrative as opposed to mine, which is not, uh, you should really reach out to Victoria Kayak. I don't know if you're familiar with I, I just saw the article. Yeah, they gave me a little shout out there. That's hilarious. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, yeah I've been following them. And, and uh, yeah, they're they're doing all their business in Bitcoin, man. So, uh, and they're, they're in BC. So, that'd yeah, be kind of cool. I, I want to go out there and I want to go on, uh, I, I want to go out kayaking, yeah. to be honest. I smell another video. I smell the next time he comes on and be like, I made a video about Victoria Kayak. So, <laughs> you know what? I, so, I'm, I'm going to Greece. Uh, with the family and i was like tweeting out saying hey and is any bitcoiners in greece i'm going to be the following places some dude was like because i'm going to be in Rhodes. he's like i run a greek restaurant on a small island off the coast of Rhodes. so if you want to if you want to swing by you know you can take a ferry there and I'll, I'll i'll you know i'll make you a good meal and we we accept lightning so I'm pretty nice. sure I'm pretty sure I'm That's gonna awesome. make the trip to this dude's Greek restaurant and uh, and and pay in lightning. Uh, and you know what? That's gonna be the best food. I, I I'm making a call right now. Best food you're gonna have in Greece yeah. at that guy's place. Probably. I'll call it right now. Yeah. Because if he's gonna take BTC, he's gonna make damn sure it's worth every sat. Low time oh, yeah. reference oh. food for sure. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Freshest <laughs> freshest uh, everything gonna yeah. be wonderful i'm jealous already oh, wow that's exciting <laughs> yeah yeah i'm so. excited so that's cool uh okay uh, but oh, i had another question hold on um yeah greece see i want to okay so you've traveled a couple times now out of canada and i don't know man you went to the the bitcoin whatever it was called what was that thing that happened bitcoin yeah, uh, convention 2021 yeah, in, in Miami, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that a blast or what? And then what was it oh, like I'm coming sorry. back to Canada? I don't know if we want to get into this, but I want to travel too. And I'm like, fuck, man, is it a nightmare or what? Dude, it's so here's here's the long and the short of it. All of the restrictions that you hear are basically massively overstated to discourage you from even wanting to attempt it. So, um yeah like okay so one of the requirements was okay you got to get a a negative test before you go down there and uh within 72 hours of leaving and everything but then you hear like oh well the, the test can take up to 72 hours to get back so what if i don't get it back but i'm already at the airport Re uh, the, the the test is going to be back within 24 hours easy um and so i got my test i had it ready i had it like printed out and like pictures of it and everything i get to the airport the only time it ever came up was when I checked in and the dude was like, did you get your COVID test? And I was like, yeah, he's like, cool. He didn't even look, he didn't even ask oh to see God. it. Not a single fucking person the entire time asked to see it the entire way down. So, frustrating. Um, so, and then I get, I get to Miami and for, and first of all, I'm looking and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or anything, but like I'm, I'm skeptical of things and we're all conspiracy time. theorists. Don't worry. Yeah. We're yeah. If you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes, we've ranted long and hard on this. Yeah. So conspiracy away. It's fine. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm, I'm cautious. I got a family and so I, I'm, I'm just 
trying to be as well informed as possible. And so I'm looking at, I'm like, holy shit, Florida's been open for like a few months here. And I live in Alberta. And I'm like, okay, well, I wonder how they're doing like per capita in terms of cases and stuff like that. And at the time, Alberta was still like pretty locked down, like you couldn't do shit. Um, and I'm looking at Florida that's been open for months and their per capita cases were lower than ours. And we were currently mm-hmm. locked down. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like the human immune system works, brother. <laughs> so got to be careful. Frustrating. And, and so, I, I, and I'm saying that as somebody who actually had COVID. So it's yeah. not like I'm talking out my ass right now. It's yeah. And, so. and so then I get down there and it's like, it's just people are, are kind of living their lives and, you know, anybody that was like concerned for themselves and any, anybody that was like, well, you know, I'm not super comfortable, you know, those people would wear masks. And if you were comfortable, then you would just not. And that was just kind of how it went. And like most places would say like the most I saw is like uh, some signs that were like, if you're, if you're fully vaccinated, then you don't have to wear a mask, but like nobody's really checking. So like, it was basically like, if you want to wear it, then you can was kind of the general. And you'd see like some people and some people not. And, and that was pretty much it. So then on the way home, the way home is what most people are, are worried about because Canada was, you know, there seems to be opening up now, but it was so strict. And so at the time the restrictions were okay on the way home, you have to get a, a negative test within 72 hours of flying. And, uh, then you also have to have this special app called arrive can, and you have to then upload your negative test in there. And then you also have to fill out the specialized form of like what you did down there and blah, blah, blah. And then as you're coming across the border, you then also have to, uh, what was it? You, you had to fill out like some other form and then you had to go through like all of your quarantine plans with like an extra, like after all of customs and everything, there was like another line that you stood in to go through all this. And then if you were coming internationally through Canada, um, it, you, it, first of all, if you're not from Canada, it had to basically had to be, uh, you know, like a, a, a reason that was like a hundred percent necessary. But if you were from Canada, then there was a mandatory three day hotel stay in a government approved hotel. Um, by the way, only four airports in all of Canada operating, uh, internationally, all of the other ones have been shut down. Luckily, my city was one of the cities that had the airport still open to international travel. Um, but still they demand that you have a hotel and that you pre-book it and that you prepay the entire thing. Um, oh, okay. That advance. was my, that was my concern. Cause I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to go on a vacation. And then when they say, yeah, you have to stay at a hotel on your way back. I'm going to say, sorry, I'm, I'm out of money. I, I can't afford a hotel. Yeah. I'm going home. Yeah. And so, yeah. So they Bastards. say that you're supposed to prepay for the whole thing. And the, the way that it works is you, when you land, you get another COVID test after having already gotten a negative test before leaving. Um, and then you wait on the, Jesus. yeah, you wait on the results of said test. If the test comes back negative and you don't have COVID, you then are able to leave the hotel, even if, and, and even if it's before the three days, but you still have to pay for the full three days, doesn't matter. And then you then go home and then you still have to quarantine for the remainder of two weeks. If you do have COVID then you have to continue staying at said hotel until the remainder of the, your like quarantine period, which is like an extra 10 days or something. And then, and that's all at your own expense. 
So what's the reality of that? The reality of that is uh, I didn't touch the fucking app. I was like, I got to the airport. I was like, it's broken. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well done. They're, they're like, they're like, okay, cool. Here's a, here's, and it, it was like, it was like a printout sheet where it's like, do you have these symptoms? And you just check the no column. Right. Sure. <laughs> that was yeah. it. And then, and then, um, you did have to show your negative test result from, you know, wherever you were. Um, so I showed that. And then you get on the plane. When I landed again, they're like, where's your app? I'm like, it's broken. They're like, here's a, here's a, a form that you can fill out instead. And you also, you got to think of like the perspective, like how many old people just don't have smartphones, right? So like they've, yeah. they've got to have a contingency plan for that, obviously. So they gave me some other form that was basically like, where'd you go? What'd you do? All those kinds of things. Um, and so I, I did that. And then I went through regular customs and then they pump you into the last line and uh and then the the person comes up when you're in that line he's like cool so you have your hotel booked and and paid for right and i shit you not almost every single person on my flight were like nope <laughs> and, <laughs> and so and so so what happens then like this the story is if you don't have that then it's like at first it was an immediate three thousand dollar fine um, but then they upped it to $5,000 while I was in Miami. Um, awesome. and, but, but the reality is they, they come and, and you're like, they're like, so are you going to the hotel? And you just say, no, I'm going home and I'll quarantine there. <laughs> and, and they're like, okay, you, you understand that's like, uh, in violation of the Canadian quarantine act or whatever. And, and you're like, yep. And they're like, okay, cool. So we're just going to need you to sign this form that says you understand that. And, um, and this is different from province to province, but within Alberta, there's some bureaucracy where it's a pain in the ass for them to just issue a fine right there. They would have effectively, I believe, have to come after you and like make a case against you in order to issue that fine. Like, it's not like they just do it on the spot. And so, um, they, they then say, okay, well, fill this form. Um, and, and just so you know, local law enforcement will be informed that you have broken the Canadian quarantine act <laughs> on the sideline. Jeez, by by the way, in, in line with everybody else in my fucking flight. So that's just, <laughs> but they, they say local law enforcement will be informed and if they deem fit, they may come to you later and issue this fine, which they're they're not going to do unless you make some sort of a big stink and like cause a big scene and you're like floating and like taking pictures of you like spitting on the produce section the next day or something <laughs> like like it's just it's not going to happen. So so basically, I was like, no, I'm I'm quarantining at home, and like my wife is a nurse, like I I would trust her more than like some hotel staff that's like fuck i don't know <laughs> so yeah right what are, they, what are they gonna do they're gonna lock yeah. the fucking door and let you die i mean come yeah. on so so anyways yeah um and then and then they were like okay so you and then they still go through your plan with you they're like okay so you're quarantining at home okay how are you getting your groceries how are you getting home all those kind of things um and so then they asked and and the one part where the guy was like mm, that's not okay he's like how are you getting home i was like well i'm taking uber he's like 
oh, you can't do that. You can't take any form of public transport. I was like, I mean, I'm calling my friend. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, he's and then he's oh point blank God. looks at me. He's like, he's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. You could walk out the door and just get a fucking Uber, and I would never know the difference. But I have to tell you that that is not allowed. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh -huh. So like, I then went out and got an Uber and went home. <laughs> but 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 like, when you think of the reasoning, it's like okay, well, how the fuck would I have gotten to the quarantine hotel through their friggin' it would have been a shuttle, right? It would have been well, a shuttle with least, multiple let's, other let's people. Just, I mean, let's really break it down, right? Like, let's say you're going to play that game and you're going to go to the hotel, but you can't take an Uber, then you're still going to have to call a friend. Yes. And then you're going to get in the car with that friend. The friend's not quarantined. Mm -hmm. And he's going to drop you off at the hotel for quarantine. And then he's going to go out and you've been in a small compartment you know, yeah. for however long, 20 minutes, let's say, you don't think they, I mean, there's no logic there at all. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I think this whole thing is falling apart, Canada. Well, and, and not only that, but like the traditional Canadian greeting is spitting in each other's throats, right? So that's, that's, that's what we do. That's what oh, we do. okay. So that's why I'm uninviting Jeff to the next part. Sad BTC okay. set, dude. Uh, my wife is Greek, so be careful when you go over there because they do like to kiss on your cheeks. So you might get a little bit of that going on. <laughs> Yeah. So, the, I mean, the long and the short of it is the, the restrictions are, again, they, they massively overstate it to discourage you from doing, you know, anything. But when you get elsewhere, you quickly realize like, well, I mean, it's really, it's, it's not. And I should clarify, like, depending on the province that you're in, like, I, I was heard, just about to say like, Ontario is yeah. probably a very different story, right? Yeah. Cause I've like, heard Ontario's some horror stories coming out like, of Like Toronto, you, you would, you would land. And if you were like, no, they just give you a fine. Right. Right there. But I, yeah. I, I had a friend come, come through the Calgary airport and like a month prior and do the same thing. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. They just, you know, as long as you're not a dickhead about it, you'll be fine. Um, so yeah. And I mean, now, now it's like, I think on the August 9th, effectively it's starting to, to open up and it's looking like by September, um, the whole quarantine, like in any way, shape or form is going to be effectively gone, um, it's for international hope. travels. So it's, it's, uh, at least it's getting better. Unlike Australia, which is just locked down for the umpteenth time because like two cases popped up. Yeah. Australia yeah that was great. I Australia just read about Australia that, man. That's yeah. so 85,000 tests just for anybody listening, 85,000 tests, 111 cases and three people died. One of which was an 80 year old. That's you can look that up. That's exactly what's happened. And they've locked down an entire province in Australia. So, yeah. So springboarding like off of that, I got yeah. another question for you. Yeah, man. That's what you know. That's what we like to do. Uh, you're you're basically recounting what could have been a horror story, mm -hmm. and I'm just curious if if you don't want to broach this, um, I'm going to pause, <laughs> and then I'll edit it out. Yeah. Um, but um, is there? Do you think a point at which you start looking for the exits on Canada, and if so? where where would you go okay just a so okay. i'm looking i'm looking at a book that i bought <laughs> uh last probably in the last two months called the nomad capitalists 
and the the byline of that is how to reclaim your freedom with offshore bank accounts, dual citizenship, foreign companies, and overseas investments. Nice. <laughs> yeah. See, I've been looking at this too. Are you familiar with uh, Didi? Oh, I don't remember his last name. Yeah, Didi. Didi yeah, Tai, the, the, tai Hatu. Yeah. yeah, Didi. Yeah. So yeah. similar idea. Yeah, but he's yeah. kind of turned into a shit corner now. Well, he's he? he's a bit yeah. of a wacky dude, but hey, man, he did it first, so yeah. I give him respect. You'd be yeah. better off looking at Katie the Russian, to be honest. She is fantastic. I, uh, I, I don't know much. She's so her. great. So you don't know yeah. Katie the Russian? Well, I, no, I, I've seen her on Twitter, but I haven't followed any of her. This is kind of her. like her wheelhouse, right? Okay. Like we should, you should get her on the show, dude. What the? Yeah. Come on, might be on you. Get Katie the Russian on the show. Okay. We haven't had a girl yet. We need a girl. That's true. It's been a yeah, boy's she's pretty party. solid. I gotta okay. say, yeah, she's yeah. a solid Bitcoiner, man. So, um, so Ben, you're looking into the nomad lifestyle as well. So. I mean, the toughest part for me is family, right? Like I've got family here. Um, I've got two kids and the grandparents are here in the same city. And so, you know, but I do, I am actively thinking about that and reading on that so that I can be always kind of ready. Like it's, it's the, for anybody who's read the sovereign individual, it's that thesis of, of, um, jurisdictional arbitrage where you know in in a digital world with digital money where you can effectively like your your net worth has no like really like your 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 money has no jurisdiction no ties um you're you're now able to think about um your living situation entirely differently. And so the, the so part of the thesis is of that group is that uh, uh, the new digital quote unquote economy is, is one such that um, nation states will begin to have to think of their constituents, not as subservient, but rather as customers and how they'll have to basically pitch them on the services that they will get should they decide to reside in that country. And not only that, but pitch them on the cost of said services if there will be any costs associated with them. So like, it's like, come here because you will get the following for your ta- tax dollars, which are this. And, and so I think we're going to start to see that more and more. I think we're starting to see the first inklings of it. I mean, it, it already kind of existed previously, but mostly for, for corporations. But now I think, and that's because corporations have the benefits of, of largely be, being able to be like, well, we will, we'll yeah. create a, a corporation here. We'll create a shell company. We'll do this. You know, It's just the where their headquarters thing. is. Right. That, that's true. Yeah. But now it's going to be more like you can just go, to, to where you're treated best and they'll be like, okay, you live here. Great. Well, you, you know, you pay X amount per whatever, and you get the following services. I think we, we start to I, see that. I agree. I'm, I, I mean, I'm starting to feel that way, right? Like I'm shopping for a country at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, part of it is how are they going to treat the money that I, that I have, right? Is it going to be, is it, capital gains or is it what we start we're, we're starting to see in a few countries like portugal and el salvador where it's like oh there's no capital gains tax on bitcoin yeah. and i mean that that sounds pretty fucking attractive it if does. you're holding bitcoin really and you've been holding bitcoin for a while and so you know what who what kind of people do those countries attract well people with a lot of capital 
that are then going to invest in probably property and maybe bring business there. And any Bitcoin related business that holds Bitcoin on the balance sheet is going to be like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Right. So I, I think it starts to change um, how countries look at this stuff because it's, it's going to be pretty hard to say that you're charging capital gains on on people's money, especially if they're living on it. Um, and that's that's definitely what I'm looking at. Right on. Okay. I like that theory as well. So there, there's a bunch of people in Bitcoin that are just ready to up and go wherever. It's so nice to have, have that freedom, dude. Yeah. It. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, it's um, again, and it's not, I don't think it's like fully, fully there to the point where it's just like, well, I, I'll pick and choose and I'll just head there. But I think eventually it will be like, the, there'll still be a bit of a process to do it, but I, I think it'll be more streamlined um, because you'd be able to be like, well, I've got, I've got the capital to pay whatever the, the taxes are um, for the services that I agree to. Um, I, you know, I, it'll be easier to shop oh, eventually. Sure. All right. I'm going to press you though. I'm going to press you. You've decided you get together with the wife, you make the decision tomorrow you're moving. Where do you go? That's tough, man. Um, this is why you come on the Why Bitcoin podcast. Going to Greece, hard hitting questions. Going to Greece and he's never coming back. That's what I would say. Well, Greece is on lockdown too, man. I mean, I know. Uh, no, they're they they're just like, locked down. What's the? Uh, is it? It's an island that starts with C. They locked down the entire island recently. So, huh. and it's not. And, and I don't want to necessarily relate this to the virus. I want to I, look at it yeah. at a broad spectrum, right? Like, where where do you see right now the most? Because you're a Bitcoiner, you're you're for freedom first, right? That's mm -hmm. that's generally the consensus, you know. Yeah. So where do you see the most freedom happening? Because you have a much broader uh, palette, I guess. You, you've been places, you've talked to a lot of people, you're in contact with a lot more people. So where do you see, or where have you heard that that would uh, incentivize you if you had to, you know, roll up ten stakes right now? Where would you go? It's tough because like there's, there's different, um, depending on the jurisdiction, there's, there's greater freedoms focused on different things, right? Like there's, there's economic freedom. And then there's kind of like the personal freedom aspect of it, of like, what can you think and what can you do and what can you say, or, you know, what can you do with your money and like, how much do they try to siphon off? Um, sure. So, and often those are, can be different. So like I'm looking at Portugal and it's like, great. Okay. So I could, I could be there and I would, uh, uh, the, the capital gains tax would be non-existent on my Bitcoin. So that frees up a lot of capital, but like, you know, uh, this past year and a half has very, been very instructive as to, um, how different governments handle this kind of thing, right. Where it's like, sure. I might be there. I might have access to all my money, but like, if I'm in Australia, am I going to be uh, locked? You'll, in my yeah, home? you'll be locked in your house, right? Yeah, and and then you get the opposite kind of end of the spectrum in in some ways where it's like, okay, like Sweden didn't lock down shit, and they're like, okay, wear a mask uh, probably if if you're okay with that, and then but then like <laughs> the the taxes are like quite a bit, 50, right? 60 percent, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and, you're right. It is a tough call. I have to admit. Yeah, and so. I don't know. Like, I, I think the answer is maybe a mix, a mix of both, right? A, a mix of like, okay, well, maybe um, you you have a, a company or something like that located in a more tax advantaged place, um, and maybe you 
um, pay yourself uh, through, you know, like almost as like an employee of the company um, in, in uh, the most tax conscious way um, internationally through through some sort of mechanism. I don't know. Like, I, I this is what I'm trying to learn. Right I know now. it's so tough. Mm-hmm. It's a tough question. Oh, I didn't. For the record, like, I didn't. I didn't necessarily need you to have an answer, but I do want to press it because I think these are the kind of things that Bitcoiners, especially, but as more people start to wake up, I think it's going to be that thing where we have to start thinking about these things. We have to start. Uh, like I said, shopping for a country, as it were, and yeah. and you're right. There are a lot of facets, and it kind of sucks. But you know, um, yeah. I think the more people that start to think like this, the more. So, like for example, um, who's that center? Cynthia? Is it Loomis? Cynthia Loomis? Yeah, yeah, right. So, if we can get more politicians like her, she'll recognize that and, or, or people like her will recognize that and we'll get politicians that will start to move the needle in a, in a national sense yeah. for people that are thinking on an individual level, you know? Yeah. So, but, but we all have to start doing that. Like that has to be our conversation. You know, that's, that's yeah. my, and that's why I'm pushing you on it because. Well, and it's the other, th- the other thing to think about too, like it's, you want to be certain of of kind of what the rules are or at least be relatively certain that they're not going to turn on a dime very quickly so and the, the reason i say that is you know i look at something like uh you know the in within the u.s florida and texas like they're they've been uh, pretty wide open texas doesn't if I, as far as i know i don't think that they have like a regular income tax right or there's, there's some sort of uh, like their 100%. taxes taxes are uh, i it's pretty it's low. low. That's why it's everybody. Low, but it's California. not zero. I don't think it's zero. A lot of There's California only like five states, there. I think, in the union that have like zero income tax. And yeah. I think uh, but South Dakota, Florida, are, and maybe Nevada are yeah. three of them. So, like the tax situation there is pretty low, and you're you're pretty you, you'd be um, pretty confident that the the rules in terms of like your your freedoms aren't going to be totally turning on a dime. You know, they they were yeah, you got. There, there was lockdowns there, but also like they got turned around. They were some of the first to turn it around and they seem to be looking at it as a, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't want to go back to something like that. Um, but then you get, you know, you, you get something like El Salvador and, you know, it's like, okay, no capital gains tax and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, and then you're also getting, um, I, I mean, the, the main issue with that, and I saw a lot of people jumping on like, oh, maybe let's get uh, let's get some uh, property down there or whatever, and it's going to be cheap and everything. But you got to keep in mind that that the the president there has a single five year term. He's two years into it. The previous presidents have like uh, a, a track record for being corrupt. Bad history. Like, bad history. <laughs> yeah. And so three years from now, you have no idea what what it's going to be like there. Like it might be, it might be all roses for a Wait, couple when of you years. say single, like he can only be elected one time. Yeah. Yes. He can only have, a Oh, I did not know that. Term. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you're guaranteed to have a different president in, in three years here. And so like he'll, he'll basically get to see out two years of, of a quasi Bitcoin standard there. But what the fuck happens after that? Is it, is it going to be repealed? Uh, hopefully not. 
but mm-hmm. like anything could happen then um, all of a sudden it could be like oh all you bitcoiners that moved down here and bought property uh, you now owe us this much or we're going to seize your property like I'm right, not saying we'll just that confiscate it for sure and uh, yeah and and he just announced was it two days ago or, or a day ago that mm-hmm. you know essentially he's restricting movement he's got you know the whole yeah yeah, uh, some new rules digital ID kind of a thing already in, in the works or if not in the works already running. Yeah. So it's that trade off again, right? Like you can't, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's definitely a lot to think about, but I mean, I've, I've traveled a lot. I've been to a lot of different countries and I know the types of places that I've enjoyed, but when I was traveling, I was looking at it from an entirely different perspective of like, oh, I'm sightseeing and I'm, you know, I'm not super concerned about government and yeah. you know, my paycheck and all that kind of stuff. And now it's an entirely different thing that I have to think about if I ever consider living full time or part time in another locale. Does that blow your mind? Right. Like, so I've, I've been to I've been to a couple of countries. I've been to uh, Italy and Tanzania. You know, I've, I've seen a couple of locations and, and it, like you never, never entered my mind, but literally within one year, you, you, it's, it's totally changed. It's, it's completely yeah. new planet. Does that not blow your mind? Honestly, th- cause it's, it's crazy to me. It is crazy to me because one of the places I would have considered living, um, even just a couple of years ago was probably Australia because that was one of the first places I ever backpacked yeah. and I have fond memories of it. And I was like, oh, I love that country. It's it's like hot Canada. And, you know, that's, that's why yeah. I wanted to go there, too, man. The exact same reason. Yeah. And, and, and now I'm looking and I'm like, given what I've seen this past year and a half, not a fucking chance I would ever consider. Oh, God, because right? I always wanted ever. to travel there. I don't think I'll ever, ever go there in my life now. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's definitely changed a lot. And but I mean, on the bright side, you can now look globally and you've got basically like a litmus test of how governments react under pressure. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you, you know, you can base some more decisions on that. Um, and I think, I think given another year or two, what we're going to see is kind of what you're talking about in the sense of like, we're going to see sort of these migrations towards freedom for people mm-hmm. when they, if they, and if, and when they can, they're going to try to find the most benefit. I mean, it's like economics, right? The dollar flows to the most value and mm-hmm. that's going to be the same thing for people. People are going to flow towards the most freedom and the most value. So I do think given one or two years, we're going to see a very different, I, I am, and, and again, I don't know if you, you know, have listened to, the, but I do think we're going to see, and I've said this before on the show that we're going to see the end of the United States as we know it in my lifetime. It will not be the same. Yeah. And I don't know if that means uh geographically it's broken up or or what but it will not be the country of my grandfather and my father it will be a very different place altogether and i think that's going to be true for a lot of places that's my guess have you read the fourth turning no but it keeps popping up it's it's solid it's really good i i get vibes of that um right now like it's it seems to be coming to a bit of a head like the, the whole premise of the fourth turning is that um every 80 years or so there's a there's a crisis but it's not it's not based on like 
oh, astrologically something has to happen. It's more based on kind of the archetypes of certain types of people. So like the, the, the premise of the book is that um, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times and hard times create strong men. So it kind of goes through this cycle of like, and like, you know, the, that's, that's the quote, but like people, yeah. <laughs> you know, so true. Um, yeah. so true. but, but yeah, so, so there's, they, they kind of reason that there's these different archetypes of people and that the crisis is not, is not an instance where it would have been a crisis, no matter what the crisis, um, comes forth from a certain archetype of people reacting in a certain way to stimulus. And we're kind of coming up on the crux of what would be that fourth turning is supposed to be right around now. And a lot of people posited that if, if the, the kind of theory worked out that, um, COVID would more or less be the, the fourth turning. I, I don't think that's the case. What I think is our response to COVID is the fourth turning. And I think it's an, I think it's an economic one. I think the fallout from the economic actions taken to deal with COVID by basically shutting down production of fucking everything and then Which has them. never been done before, by the way. Yeah. Like in the yeah. history of the world, this yeah. has never been done. Yeah. So we shut down everything. So we basically weren't producing anything and then had the 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 hubris to think that just printing a bunch of fucking dollars and putting it into people's <laughs> so pockets stupid. would would fix the the issue of us not producing anything and not consuming anything that it's and now all of those dollars first of all like they they got pumped directly into people's pockets in in a sense but then also a, a larger a much larger percentage of that got pumped into like the banks and the banks weren't loaning any any money but now if stuff starts to open up again and banks actually start to loan money out again we we basically added 40% something 30 30% um to the base money and that money has not yet been multiplied by the money multiplier mm -hmm. meaning that for every dollar they lend it out multiple times so add 30% to the base money and then like 10x that that's basically that's so the bomb that's happening yeah. right now and so and like, both of our countries are still printing like we're still yeah. going like it's not done ben are you yeah. are you hitting so, up pierre polivier on twitter because i'm trying to tell him like it, dude come on man come on you're all you're I, our only hope i i reply to everything he fucking tweets nice. and i all i say is you know you want to say it yeah say dude. it and and it's like a gif and it's just like i'll just pick a gif of somebody being like say it that's say awesome it. that's what i i i hashtag i say say it pierre let's just say it he's got to say it eventually. Yeah, okay for those those for those of us in the room that don't understand you don't know who pierre not Bolivia me of is? course i'm he's uh i mean i know who he is but what what is he supposed to say well, so he's, gonna... he's he's like he's clearly a bitcoin he's he's friends with jeff booth first of all oh, okay um but he's in the house of commons and he's always like he's the one politician that's out there being like guys stop printing the fucking money that's why everything's so expensive like oh weird we printed 30 percent of all money and housing is up 30 percent. i wonder what the fuck it could be he's so like, good he's, he's so good yeah. the way he says everything <laughs> yeah like he's he's solid and it's but it, I, and it's funny because he's like he's totally bitcoiner about it like he's a dickhead about it but because of that everybody on the other side of the aisle fucking hates him so much but meanwhile i'm like i'm i'm laughing and and cheering him on yeah. 
but people won't get it until shit hits the fan right like he he's trying to say like listen and he's giving like history lessons on on debasement of of currencies from from years ago yeah. from from millennia ago and uh and he totally gets it and he's given everybody the actual purest orange pill of all time but then he doesn't say bitcoin he just says oh we need but to he knows it would be or whatever he knows it would be at this point in time it would still be political suicide yeah right? i know because everybody on the far end of the spectrum what are they hearing right now that bitcoin's going to boil the oceans and they're going to give a shit about that until they realize that if they hold on to the dollars in their pockets they're going to be standing in a bread line um you know like they they until their economic interests are very clearly benefited by holding bitcoin everybody's going to go along with bitcoin boils the oceans because they have an enemy to attack because it's coming from somebody that they don't currently agree with because they've been fed a line of bullshit for years and when it gets to that breaking point where they're like holy shit i like if i don't hold bitcoin I'm going to be on the streets. I'm not going to be able to eat. And then they start looking and being like, this guy was telling us this the whole time. At that point, it's probably fine for him to say the word Bitcoin. But right now, it'll just be another thing for people to point to and be like, oh, see the crazy one. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's that's what he's going to get right now. Yeah. And I think he knows it. And I think he needs to, he's laying the groundwork though. He's laying the groundwork for when the narrative of Bitcoin is so abundantly clear mm-hmm. that that everybody in his mentions is being like, well, Bitcoin could solve this, right? Um, I think he knows. He knows. Yeah, he knows. I, I think, yeah, he's playing it smart. It's just, it's going to be so fun when he does say it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Okay. Doug has one more question. Then I have a quick little, quick flash questions for you and then we'll, we'll wrap there does that sound good to you yeah man all right okay so here's what i got uh first of all you're one of the most likable people i think in bitcoin <laughs> honestly is, is that a sure. thing i don't well, know you, and so this is this is where my question comes from right that's my preface to it but mm-hmm. so people in bitcoin twitter especially there seems to be this weird thing that happens where once you reach a certain apex in your let's call it a Bitcoin career, as it were, right? Like you just start getting shit from people. It's just, it's a thing, right? So you got, you got people hate Pedro and I, I, we got to have him on because I just need to ask why I don't get it. He seems like a genuinely. Hey, wait, I think we might have this wrong. Is that, are people calling McCormack Pedro or do, am I just, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if yeah. that I was. Yeah. Maybe that. you should just sit at the back of the car right now. Okay. Cause the Americans <laughs> drive just Thank verifying. You. Yeah. So people have, you know, people have a problem with Pedro. Uh, recently, people have gotten all over Surfer Jim. Uh, and and very, very recently, like Dieter Bob went after American HODL. And it was like, it was fucking hilarious. But <laughs> it was just one of those, like, you just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? So my question to you is, who's your who's your beef? Like, who has beef with you and and why? And you don't have to answer it. I'll, I'll make a pause right here. I and, you know, no, it's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but it's like so. There, there's you know no what I'm saying? Stuff. Yeah. So okay, there's been a few people where like I just don't agree with shit that they say. One of them is Dieter, um, and like not all the time. He's he has a bit some of a good spaz, takes on some man. shit. But yeah, like he's just 
he you know what he is he's he's like the bitcoin version of like the emo kids where as soon as something gets too mainstream they're like oh too mainstream bro like he got mad at he got mad at the 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 people that make the citadel 21 fucking magazine which is like this epic collection of just like bitcoiners writing shit that they think and in magazine form and it's just this amazing publication and bitcoiners love you know because we get so few like quality you know written pieces that this is like this this you know it is a citadel of of articles like it's it's can i can i pause you one second for a shameless plug Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be in the next episode, in the next issue. So, yes. uh, everybody, everybody listening, uh, my article comes out in like a day and a half. So, be ready, kids. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's but it's it's such a great publication, right? And he basically shat on them because he was like, oh, too many, you know, too many people are like, I, I don't even know what his fucking argument was. He was like, oh, too many people read this now. It's it's too, <laughs> oh it's God. lame now. Like he's he was basically really. Mad. That's he was so mad good. because they were successful, like mildly successful. Like fuck you, man. That's <laughs> it's like, what an idiot. But like, I I think I think by and large that happens to uh, a lot of Bitcoiners as soon as they get to a certain point. Like, and I'm seeing it even with like the quote unquote plebs now, where it's like you get to a certain point, and all of a sudden, like you're literally like an anon pleb on Twitter. But then you're like, because you had a bunch of good takes, a lot of Bitcoiners followed you. And then all of a sudden it's like your follower count gets too big to like be truly pleb worthy or something. And it just, it becomes like, I don't know. That's the dream. That's the dream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So as part of it is I I find kind of stupid and I honestly, I don't really give a shit. Um, yeah, I mean, like American Hoddle, like really, he's literally just some fucking guy who got eyeballs on him because he said a bunch of hilarious, uh, spot-on Bitcoin shit. Mm-hmm. He's never, exactly. he's never gone and like pumped a shitcoin or done anything like that. And then all of a sudden, like what he goes on Peter's podcast, which people don't like. Peter, I don't, I don't. I love you know, him. I'm with I you, like brother. Him. I am a hundred percent with you. Like. Maybe there was something in the past I don't quite understand, but like I've listened to a ton of his podcasts and I'm like, he seems to be just a dude looking for info. Like, you yeah, know what like, I mean? Like he's I just, think, he just say that, your piece on his show and he'll, he'll kind of give you a fair listening, you know, like yeah, how like, is that a like, bad thing? The, the main, I th- lately, well, over, over the past year or so, the main argument I saw was like, oh, he's, he's playing dumb and like pretending not to know stuff, like running a node and everything when like maybe he just didn't fucking know how to run a node. He didn't, and like, like he d- he didn't know how to run a node. That's fine. Um, but then then he did. Okay, but like, legit. Like, the only reason I know how to do a bunch of the shit that I do now is because part of the main thing I do for the channel is dick around with stuff and learn how to do it and then put it in a video. If I was just doing if I was trying to wrangle interviews all the fucking time and put together content, um, like, and, and well, uh, in, in that type of way where it wasn't like live and just whatever happened, happened, then that, that takes up a lot of time and you probably don't have fucking time to like know how to perfectly non KYC buy your Bitcoin, run it through a, a, a coin join round and then into your like, you know, air gapped cold card wallet connected to your node. Like let's be fucking realistic and let's start like with some baby steps here. Like, yeah, so absolutely. Exactly. you got to start somewhere. 
I know. I, yeah, I so, got dusted and uh, I messaged you. <laughs> I've watched your video like yeah, four times yeah. now. I'm like, fuck. Okay, I can do this. Yeah, I can like, do this. I just, I, I don't get some of that. And then the other shit that I've been seeing lately that I just, just doesn't mesh with me is a lot of the like, know your role, um, like, oh, women belong in the kitchen shit, where I'm like, I think it, people should just do whatever the fuck they want, kind of. So, like, if, 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 a, a a couple if a married couple is like super traditional and like that fucking great but like as soon as you're like saying that people are making bad decisions for like not being one specific narrow view of like oh you need the the woman specifically at home with no job and, and like looking after children and cooking and cleaning and that's that's her like prime directive and the the man doing something very specific and like no leeway for like uh you know like a a a slightly different split of that um then i'm kind of like well i mean (laughs) you do you but like who the who the fuck are you to to say that somebody's making it i mean i'm a prime example of that dude i watch the kids all day so i mean i got four of them so well i got five but you know the ones grown up but there yeah there was no one that, there was one that got me this, so this is this is where this is coming from the one tweet that got me was like it was something like imagine letting your wife or girlfriend have an instagram account and i was like what what are the what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> so like seeing shit like that i was like what i don't you know i and so i tweeted something out i was like i've been seeing a lot of this shit in my in my feed and I think it's bullshit. And uh, you know, luckily like a bunch of other Bitcoiners were like, yeah, that's kind of horse shit. I had other people telling me to like read certain books that will like change my view on it. And I was like, I, I mean, I'll read better books. Not, but, okay. But yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I saw okay. that tweet of yours. I, I have to say, I haven't seen as much of that. So I'm glad to uh, yeah. stay away from it, but yeah, Bitcoin attracts all types, man. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. all it is. No, it really does. But specifically, no one's ever really like come after you. Like, I like I you don't, don't have like specific beef. Like, are you that Canadian that you're just friends with everybody? Really, <laughs> it's it's only a matter of time, right? Like, somebody's gonna have a massive <laughs> problem. I'm. I think what it'll probably be is somebody um, having a problem with like a, a sponsor or something. But mm-hmm. like, yeah what a so and just to like kind of enlighten on how i tackle that because you know that can definitely be a form of of like oh shit like you know is the person like not saying what they think so when it came to me going okay i want to do this for a living um in order to make this work you basically have to have sponsorship if you want if i wanted this to be my job um but at the same time i was like okay, there's, there's certain companies that I would just never be okay with. And so, um, what I do is I basically make a list of companies beforehand that I use that I'm comfortable with myself and that I wouldn't have a problem saying, oh yeah, that you can use this. Um, and so I make that list and then I basically cold message everybody because anybody that's messaging me directly, I likely would never work with. Um, and 
And so I reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm doing the show. This is the viewership, so on and so forth. I use you currently. Um, would you like to sponsor the show and, you know, here, so on and so forth. And if, if yes, then great. If not, then whatever. But it basically puts the onus on me on finding the companies that I was already okay with before they ever reached out to me. Um, and even still, I've still had instances where I'm like, like, I, I won't say who, but basically there was an exchange um, where they were going to be a sponsor. And then I found out that uh, behind the scenes, they were getting money from Calvin Air and Enchain um, around the same time that they were suing people for saying that Craig Wright was a fraud. And they were about to list like BSV and do all the shit. And also around the same time that like all these cease and desist letters were going out to, to, um, to people for hosting the white paper and all this shit. And like, I found this out like the day before the sponsorship was supposed to start. And I had already gotten three months worth of money from them. Um, and I basically, I called the guy, I was like, or, or I shot him a message and I was like, yo, I got to talk to you right now. It's very important. And when I got on the call, I was like, yo, I just sent you back all of your money. Um, I can't do the sponsorship. Uh, I cannot work with anybody that has taken money from Calvin Air and Enchain and all of those, those absolute frauds. Oh uh, shit. Good on you, program. man. Good so, on you. That's, that's but, good to hear, man. But yeah, like it's, you know, it's, so it's tough. You gotta, you gotta walk that line. Like you, you gotta make sure that anybody you align with, um, you, you uh, philosophically are like, okay, well I, I, I use this or I use this aspect of it. Like I partnered, um, with exchanges that have more than just Bitcoin, but obviously when talking about them, I, I say some, you know, I, I say, I literally only buy Bitcoin and the reason I buy, you know, buy Bitcoin here is because there's certain aspects that make it easy to buy Bitcoin here, you know, things like that. But, and, and actively, actively say, don't buy these shit coins here, you know? Right. So, nice. so it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's, but if anything, I, I imagine that's where beef would come. Somebody be like, uh, you know, I don't like, I don't like this person you're partnered with. Okay. Well, I guess tough shit. Cause I use them. So (laughs) it's, it's just, it's on them at that point. There's nothing you can change. It's respect. That's respectful. There do seem to be a lot of people in the space that for lack of a better term, they're just kind of looking to be disruptive and like the, like the whole thing with, um, there was a brief period, maybe about a month, month and a half ago where everyone was using the term spook, you know, and it (laughs) just was like, we have real issues here, kids. Like we have real problems and there are genuinely people who are doing damage to the brand as it were and to the overall architecture. And like, we could, we could really focus on those. Like that would be better for me, you know? And so it's just, I don't know. That was, that was kind of the, the end of my statement, I guess. Fair enough. enough. Okay, Ben, I have one more request from you. And yeah. that is, uh, you've, you've been in the space so long. So I have some rapid fire questions that I just need you to say the first, first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, and I'll give you an example, like best wallet app. Okay. Do you want me to say that right now? I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moon, 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 moon is the top of my, 
Yeah. Moon wallet. Dude, it is baller. Okay. Moon is fucking baller, okay. honestly. Yeah. Person you'd recommend a noob to the space should just inhale all of their content. Uh, top of my mind right now is Jeff Booth. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, podcast? Uh, TFTC or uh, Preston Pish? Nice. Oh, yeah. I love Preston. Well, wrong answer. Absolutely the wrong answer. Dude, this, this whole this whole thing is crazy. I mean, obviously, obviously, this this fine podcast. Okay, Bitcoin. That was a layup, Ben. Come on, a layup. Good lord, Bitcoin book. Oh, uh, I mean, Bitcoin Standard is obviously first, but uh, there's a really good one that I just read called the Seventh Property. Ooh, I haven't um, even heard of by, that one. By Eric Yakes. Um, he's going to be on, uh, why are we bullish this Friday, nice. but saw the book. Okay. I'll look into that one. Uh, best hair product. Uh, uh <laughs> am I, am I going to do this? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> so, Come on, man. So, yeah, best. Jeff, I've never been more proud to be your co-host than right now. This moment I really, right here. I really want to know what, what do you got in there? What do you got in there? Ben? People, people are always like, how the fuck do you make it stand up like that? It's like this weird powder stuff that you like sprinkle in it and then you put it in and it's just like, you can like move it around and do weird shit to it, but then it'll just stay in that spot. So it's, I don't know. It's like this weird, it looks like talcum powder, but it just like what? turns it into like a weird a malleable mess. And it's just a powder. Is there a name brand you want to say, or you yeah. don't want to say the name brand? I don't, I don't even fucking know. Really? The, you just yeah, have some, powder that you rub in your hair and then magic happens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the some, mystery some remains. Was, <laughs> yeah. Some hairdresser was like, try this. So I was like, okay. God damn it. I'm bald. I want to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, you both? Your favorite memer in the space. Uh, fuck Greg. Fucking fuck Greg, Greg. Right on. Uh, most useful exchange you've used in Canada or anywhere? Um, so I like to use, so I don't, I don't really use an exchange right now because I get paid in Bitcoin. Right. Um, but I do use bull Bitcoin okay. to pay my bills. Fuck yeah. I love bull Bitcoin. That's how I started in my Bitcoin journey as well. And last one, uh, hardware wallet. Ooh, there's so many good ones. Well, honestly, like, I only know I, three. I, I didn't even know there was so many. I only yeah. So okay. So I, 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 of course, I love my cold card. I have lots of cold cards. Um, I, I gotta give respect to Keystone. I mean, disclosure, they're a sponsor of this show, but like the air gapping is fucking awesome, and I love using them with Blue Wallet. And then you know, I still do use the staples like the Trezor and the Ledger right um, in like multi-sig setups. So you use all of them. You have all of them. I literally, I have so many goddamn hardware wallets. I'm looking across my desk right now and, and for, for shit to do, I have like, I have two treasures, a ledger, uh, the foundation passport, the keystone formerly known as the Cobo vault, which is also sitting beside the keystone, a couple of cold cards and like a, another treasure and a ledger. That's this awesome. is sitting in front of me right now. That's awesome, dude. That That's Very awesome. Cool. I just got my treasure set up. So yeah, I was wondering, I'm like, do I get another one? Cause I kind of want another one. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It, yes. It's kind of weird, right? It sort of becomes like a, you got it's like a Pokemon. You got to catch them all, man. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I have yeah. a couple of ledger ledgers, but uh, I'm kind of looking at that uh, the cold cold. Uh, yeah, cold card cold is, wallet, is so. 
it's it's pretty badass if you if you go the cold card route you gotta go like the super cypherpunk route and you get the it's called the cold power and it's literally like you you put this like special chip on top of a nine volt battery and it like has a cord that goes from it into the cold card and then you like use a wallet on your computer to be like i want to send bitcoin here but then you have to like put the transaction on an sd card and then plug it into your cold card that's like connected to this nine volt battery so it never Holy touches shit. the internet it's fucking crazy yeah that's, that's, that's pretty wild. Cool. i want all right okay. yeah you sold me that's that's my next purchase easy <laughs> very simple task to, to attain right on <laughs> Okay, that uh, that does it. Unless I don't know, if we we've gone past our time a little bit. Uh, ben, Ben, we like to do a little bit of a price check every week. If you want to hang yeah. out for that, that'd be cool. Uh, Doug and I both make a guess for what the price is going to be the following week. And since we have just started season two of our podcast, you're on episode two, season two. Uh, we have a hundred thousand sats on the line that one of us is going to get. And Ben, if you'd like to partake in the guess and you win, we're adding 5,000 sats to it. So we're trying to beat the guest if we can. So if you want to play, that'd be cool. Uh, sound good to you? All right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we're going to give. All right, so real quick recap then. Last week, Jeff was at 31,722. I was at 33,940. And our guest, Chris, was at 33,100. I... Mm, can't open my phone for some reason because I'm a professional okay, on a podcast. That's what I do. Price is at oh Jesus, thirty thousand, thirty thousand one hundred and sixty dollars and one cent right now. Okay, I mean I have to look then because you definitely yeah, that's, won. That's a so point for me, dude. Right that's on. a point for Jeff. First, my life. It's, uh, I'm gonna have to give you money. I don't like thousand uh, <laughs> sats, baby. Okay. Okay. So here's what we do, Ben. We take uh, take about thirty seconds. You go ahead, and uh, it's all on the honor system. We're gonna make you go first, so you can't cheat. Because quite frankly, we want you to lose, honestly. <laughs> uh, and uh, go ahead and write down your price, starting now. Oh no, man. It's so weird right now. Fuck it. Okay. Okay. I got. Uh, I'm so. I'm so upset about mine. Okay, Ben, <laughs> go ahead and uh, let All us right, know what, ahead, you buddy, what you got. Uh, I'm gonna do thirty-one three thirty-seven. Thirty-one three thirty-seven. That's solid. Solid guess. Okay. Doug, Jeff is the winner. I feel like you should go. No, next. you go next. No, I mean you won. Yeah, no, you like, go next. I'll go last. Uh, Thirty. I'm. You know what? I'm not far off of last week. I'm going to go thirty-three thousand nine sixty. Okay, I'm going super bearish, boys. <laughs> I have no hope, <laughs> or I have great hope for cheap sats. I'm saying twenty-seven thousand eight seventy and sixty-four cents. 27,000. Okay. I think we're hanging out in the 20s for a while. I don't know. All right. I'm not going to lie. I kind of actually want them to be right this time because I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to break the 30,000 mark. I think, I don't know. So, we're going to see what happens. I, but I, at I, the end of the day, a sat equals a sat, Bitcoin equals a Bitcoin, and fuck the USD. So, whatever. Right on. Yeah. So, okay. That, uh, all right, man. That does it for the ben, show. this has been great. We asked this question of every person on the show. Will you agree right now where every all of our 
dozens and dozens of listeners can uh, mm-hmm. confirm it later on that uh, at some point in the future, we can have you back on the show. Of course. Yeah, man. All right. Absolutely. Cool. cool. This was a blast, right. man. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, once again, you can find us at whybitcoinpodcast.com. Uh, ben, do you want to just shout out your uh, name on Twitter and all that stuff where people can find you too? Yeah, give you a YouTube channel too. Yeah, absolutely. So you can just search BTC Sessions on YouTube and then you can find me really simply on Twitter at BTC Sessions. That's it. Right on, man. Nice. Okay. All right. Yes. Ben, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, buddy. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay. And as always, cool. <laughs> why ask what when you can ask why? What? Okay. Okay.